This podcast follows the ordinary stories of entrepreneurs in the financial industry who broke their false beliefs, built companies, lost everything, and yet found the motivation to persevere in their stillest hour. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Paul Sanders, and today's podcast is sponsored by a 48-cent can of LaCroix and by my complete failure to invest any money in FTX, for which I am incredibly grateful. <laughs> Today, we welcome to the podcast Jeanette Sims, co-founder of Trade Thirsty. Jeanette, how's it going? What's up, Paul? Glad to be here. Excellent, excellent. So take us, if you know, for everyone who doesn't know you, um, take us back really to the beginning. How did you get into trading? How did you get into financial publishing, financial education? Where did this all start for you? Well, I could go on and on and on. Well, we have unlimited uh, time. So let's, let's try to, we'll try to, I'll try to keep this brief, this not so brief story brief. Uh, we'll edit you in post. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, I, I might be known as a lawyer on some conversations because <laughs> too detailed. There is no brief in the brief, right? Right. Um, well, I actually have, a, a, I think, a different story than most. Um, I wasn't even in anywhere near in this space. And I live in Alabama, and I was just sort of seeking something new. And I went to a headhunter, and they sent me to this interview. I had no idea, like zero clue. They don't tell you where you're going or who you're meeting until the last second. They give you the address. You show up. So I walk into this uh, tiny little office. And there's all these people sitting around with computers and um, charts and things on them. And there's a bunch of buzz and phone calling. And the whole office is surrounded by filing cabinets. Like it's it's really like I, I felt like I just walked into a closet. Um, and they made me wait a really long time. And then probably about 25 minutes later, it's like being in the doctor's office, right? Um, maybe a little longer than 25. Uh, they send me in to see you know the CEO who's going to interview me. And... He actually was in a closet. He was in like the broom closet of this tiny office they had rented. And he's in there with six monitors. And this is like, you think this is like 2001, right? Yeah. Nobody had a six monitor set up. Nobody was dialed right into um, yeah. a live stock market yeah. um, and being able to trade it. And um, so I sit down and start chatting with this guy and he's, you know, super smart. I can tell I have no idea what he's talking about, no idea what he's doing. And he just asked me a series of questions and then says, well, I'm looking for a, um, an assistant. I'm looking for a, an assistant to help me run my company. He's like, you know, somebody that can get coffee or just, you know, take notes and be there. Right. And um, I just graduated college. I'd been out, you know, probably two years. And I was at, at the top of another a law, a law firm I had been at, like during college, and I was doing all their marketing. And so I just said, you know, man, I don't think that's for me. I said, I, I, don't, I don't see myself being somebody's assistant. Mm -hmm. And I, I just... I just don't think this is going to work out. You know, mind you, I'm like 28 years old at the time. I'm telling this guy who's obviously trading something. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah. Numbers on the screen. Very scary to me. Yeah. I was like, you know, I still think, thank you. Nice to meet you. I try to get up. And he says, wait a minute, wait a minute, sit back down. And so in that conversation, he, um, he tells me, you know, that he, he might want somebody to help him with sales. And would I be interested in that job? And I was like, well, sure. I can sell. What's that like? So that turned into learning to sell products about the stock market. He was selling stock market education. Back then it was all brick and mortar, right? It was, it was DVDs. Actually, I think it was actually VHS at the time. And we moved to DVD once I got there. Um, and then it became digital. And, and so there, I was there for 10 years. And that, in that situation, we went from, you know, from being maybe like a $150,000 a year company to a $2 million a year company with a lot of people to manage. And, um, and in that, and in that 10 years, I was on the road a lot at, at trade shows. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, I've been to Vegas 47 times and <laughs> I've never, it's not, 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 not even a joke. And none of it was for fun. All of it was for, um, for work, for trade shows to, you know, the Forex trade shows, the futures trade shows, the yeah. stocks, futures, options, trade shows. Um, but you and got a little team. fun in there at the, at the time. Yeah, um, maybe uh, there was a little fun Vegas, you know what to say about that. Um, so I, I learned and met all these people in, in um, FinPub during those years. And so when I, when I got to the point where I felt like it was time for me to, to be done with that, I was there for 10 years. I, I, I looked around and I said, there's more, like there's so much opportunity. There's so many companies 
that I, I had met in a space that had no idea, you know, how to sell. They had no idea how to create a product that the customer could not say no to. I mean, yep. they just they had to have it. And we would go into a room with, you know, maybe a hundred people at a trade show and sell a hundred thousand dollars in business in three hours. And everybody else was, they were just getting free names and walking out the door. They didn't get it. And so I was like, you know, there's some, there's, I know there's something bigger for me. And so I resigned and um, went out on my own. And that was uh, 2010. And is this, was this because you saw a need in the market where you're like, people don't you know know how to sell or is it because you wanted to really work for yourself, chart your own course? Oh, it was a total chart my own course. Um, you know, on a personal level during that time, I had just gone through a divorce. I had suffered a, a major loss in my family and I, I had two small children at the time. And I, I said, you know what, I, I'm not going to be able to spend enough time with these children and take care of them in the way they need to be taken care of. If I stay in this career, I have got to go. I've got to go not only figure out how to make my own way, but I've got to make my own way for these kids. And they were really the driving force for me to, to go and start my own thing and, and become my own boss, create my own schedule and make people fit my mold instead of me fit into their mold. And so that, that really is, was the, it really didn't have anything to do with what people, what people out there needed. It had to do with what my family needed. Yep. Yep. No, that's excellent. That's excellent. So you left that first company. And then after that, did you kind of do the stereotypical entrepreneur journey where you wander around big circuitous route, right? And then you wind up at that end goal or how, how did, what did it look like for you? So like the crazy part about that is um, I got on the phone with a, a mentor of mine uh, who I had known for many years, uh, Linda Rashke. And she uh, was one of the original market wizards. She had traded on the floor. She was like one of the first women that traded on the floor in Chicago. And she's a boss. This lady's a boss. Right. She's trading millions of dollars, um, her money, other people's money. And I called her up and I was like, Linda, I don't I don't really know. Like I, I left this other situation and I'm just some people are telling me I should write a book about that situation. And she said, stop, Jeanette, do not write a book. Nobody makes money off writing a book. She's like, if you want to write a book because you're having fun with that, go do it. So you can say I'm published. She said, you got to make money and that's not going to make you any money. That's a time suck figure out what you're good at. She gave me some ideas. She told me um, some stuff to go look at. And, and then it sort of came to me that I was really just like this, this connector, right? You know, I'd been, I'd been, I'd made all these friends in the industry and I was like, all right, I can go, I can go connect people. So what does that look like? And that looks like at that point in time, being, um, you know, being a manager for a company that could, that I could be their, their affiliate manager. I could go and get them affiliates that would mail their launches. He was like, I'm talking two, $3 million Forex launches at the time. Um, and so I ended up, uh, you know, at first I literally, I was sitting in my office at home. And I don't think I got dressed for months and I would, um, I did secure before I left though, I did secure a contract role with the company I was leaving where I had income coming in. They, they had projects they needed finished. I went home and finished those projects. And so I didn't just go home cold Turkey and say, F it, I'm out. I'm going to go home and, and right. see what the sky tells me to do tomorrow. Right. Um, sky, the universe, whatever. Right. So I really, you know, I, I was having to work at the same time, but I was also just sitting there going, what's next for me? Like, how am I going to, how am I going to feed these kids? And that's crazy that I did it. It's crazy that I like, and I'm looking back at it. It's not my personality. I'm usually, I, I take a lot of risk, but I, but I also plan. And in the day that I, I walked out of that job, there was no plan. It was a moment in time where I said, I'm out. You know, yeah. I will not work here for one more day because I've got to go do something else yeah. for these children. And, um, yeah. and you know, so I, I did I was on my own for about a second. And then I got hired on as an affiliate manager for a okay. genius in the industry, worked yeah. in Forex for two years, learned about really learned about hardcore affiliate marketing and CRMs and um, yeah. funnels. And um, yeah. And for, and for anyone again, who's listening. tapped out of that and said, I'm gonna go out on my own. I went out on my own again and I never went back. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And for anyone who's listening, right. If you're a financial educator or publisher and you know, you just kind of like growing up in the industry, a lot of questions out there about traffic, right? You have your back end product, you have your way to monetize, you have your thing that you're an expert at. And then the question is, well, how, how do you feed in traffic? Right. And so Jeanette is someone who's a kind of a super connector for affiliates. We'll get into that a little bit later, but you know, keep, keep listening because this is one of the key sort of tactics that you can use to feed your own company is, promoting to affiliates. Right. And so we'll get into that. Um, so, right. So you went on your own, you had some contracts, you were snapped up immediately. Um, and then now you're on your own. Like, what does it look like now? 
Oh, it's so different. It's like, um, I don't have to, and I don't say this to, to be, you know, to boast, but I don't have to seek out, um, business. It finds me. Right. People come. And even when it leaves me, it comes Mm -hmm. back to me. Um, that's what we say about my hometown. I'm from Mobile, Alabama. And we say, everybody comes back. Everybody comes back to Mobile. They might leave, but everybody, and that's kind of, I mean, I've, I've had a lot of situations, not all situations where, where we worked together and then did not, but many where they went out, they, they took what I taught them and thought, well, this is, this is going to be easy. I'll just copy what she did. And then they get out there and they're like, yeah, yeah. not as easy as I thought. No industry experience, no background, no knowledge of maybe finance or FX if you're working there at the time, right? You have all of that. Still, I have a market. I have a degree from, and no one in my space has a degree, right? No one cares about degrees anymore. Right. But um, I have a degree in criminal justice from a small town college in Alabama. Like I, I, I thought I wanted to be a lawyer, and I got sidetracked because I got pregnant. Yeah. You know, and my husband was like, "We gotta." We got to raise this baby. You can't go be a lawyer. We can't leave. You know, couldn't, there was no law school in Mobile at the time. So, right. like everything, my whole path, none of it, none of it said this is where I'm going to go. So it, that is proof that anybody can do it. Like if you yeah. if you are a good relationship person and you are committed to making that shift in your in your life, you really just gotta you just gotta grow up here and go do it. Like you have yeah. to say to yourself, write it, write down your plan. I'm not saying go quit your job tomorrow. But yep. write down your plan, figure out what that looks like, practice it a little bit. And I don't have to really practice relationships because yeah. I had learned them along the way. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah. um, well, yeah. and some people, some people at this point kind of have a vision and this goal of something they're trying to achieve in their business. Other people start something out of desperation. This is like the only thing they can do. Was that you? Or did you have this big vision? You're like, this is what I want to do. You know what I mean? Or is it no, just I like- had no vision. I had no, I had not, I, Yep. Uh, I mean, I knew, I knew just enough to be dangerous. I mean, we were running webinars and running live trade rooms in 2002, 2003, when the technology was like, only thing available was like Hotcom and, and Omnovia, which they've rebranded. Like I actually helped uh, Sean Shadfar and that Omnovia crew. I, I, they came to me and said, we'd like to bust into FinPub. Will you help us figure out how to make this software work for you? So then we can go market it to your, to your bubble. And, yep. and, you know, friends with that guy to this day, but you know, it, yeah. there, there was that, there was that only, you only had so many pieces of technology you could use at the time. We were doing that way back before anybody thought of, you know, yep. doing a webinar to sell some stuff. No, people uh, forget how young the internet actually is. Like the first iPhone 2007, right? That's when the internet really, like everybody could capture everything. And I mean, it, it, look, I, and industry. I was my Blackberry till, you know, <laughs> I don't even remember when, when somebody finally made me change something. Right, get over to an iPhone. Yeah. No, I was happy when I uh, when I texted you. I was like, oh, she's on team iPhone. You know, she's safe. You know, this Android. Isn't that funny how we're like, oh, their texts are green. They must right, be right, right. That person's right. poor. They don't have an iPhone. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I, have, I have friends and family that are very wealthy that are, are yeah. um, Die-hard Android. Android. They're diehard yeah. Android. They would never, ever buy an Apple product, yeah. much less yeah. an iPhone, God forbid. Um, yeah. Now we'll convert them eventually. Inevitably, yeah. Inevitably, yeah. I'm like, oh, this person must not, they must not know what's up with the iPhone. What an idiot, exactly. right? <laughs> so today, Trade Thirsty, you're a co-founder. How did that come about? You, Who's the other founder? You don't have to say who, but. Like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. He's a great friend of mine. Um, Hubert Sinners. Uh, he's yeah. a, he's a, a a trader in the space and he has been selling financial products um, and, and really was one of the pioneers in the late nineties um, yeah. where he was, you know, online selling products and it was all digital and um, doing small classes with people that would come to where he was in Kentucky. And, um, and when real I money trader, real money trader. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. For real. Oh yeah. Yeah. Real money trader. Um, and when he, when he, he was, he actually hired me as his affiliate manager and when I, you know, I left the Forex guy and I said, okay, I need some clients. And actually when I left the Forex guy, I said, Hey man, I'm going to go back out on my own. Like I can't be exclusive. Like I can't make you rich. I, I, my whole point of leaving that job was to go figure out how to make myself, you know, uh, the money for me and my family yeah. and, and build my legacy and my empire. And here I am building somebody else's empire again. Right. But I did it for, as a safety net, I did it because it felt like the right thing to do for my family. And I learned, gosh, I can't tell you what I learned in those two years. Like he really was groundbreaking for me. 
But, but, you know, when it was time to leave again and I told him I was out and he was like, well, I don't know what you do in a day. Can I hire you? Like, well, you, I said, oh, now, now it's okay for you. <laughs> now you're okay with me not being exclusive, but we're, we're friends to this day. He's a great guy. Um, yeah. But, you know, during all that, I, I just got on the phone and grassrooted and I was like, here's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm going to go. And I, I knew so much at that point, that two years with him, plus the 10 years prior with the other guy, I was like, get out of my way, bust me out of this cage. And um, it only took a handful of phone calls and I had four clients lined up. And just like that, I was making more money. I'm talking three X what I was making with him month over month, just yeah. by making that one tiny leap of faith and, and, and signing up some people that could just use my brain and use my connections to, to go and help them build their brand and build the traffic. And, and, and that even from there catapulted into me, um, you know, uh, creating, beca literally becoming a brand manager and helping people create products, name them, price them. Yep. Uh, yep. I've had so much experience in the webinar space. So yep. I feel like I left the question for a minute. No, no, you're, no, you're fine. I mean, that, that experience is really, it, that's invaluable. I mean, I have that a similar story, which, you know, but, but it's, you know, those six, seven, five, ten years, whatever it is, they're now coming back to pay you dividends, right? For sure. And at, For and at sure. the time, you're like, oh, like I'm taking a lower salary, I'm doing this. But also, the knowledge base that you have is huge, you know. And so that can't be underestimated. But I, I've got a question That's here. That's like a trial by fire, though. That two years, yeah. I'll say this. I'll say this. Like in our space, uh, mm -hmm. you know, one of the big CRMs that everybody uses. I had no, I had no clue how it worked or funnels. And that two years that I put in with Forex uh, Trader. That was paramount to me, uh, being able to understand I, I, that two years I grounded, I never would, I, I still wouldn't understand how it works because I wouldn't have taken the time to go figure it out. And he just shoved me in. He was yeah. like, go figure this out. Go read yeah. something about it. Here's a link. Go watch a yeah. video. Yeah, 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 ex exactly, exactly. But that's sometimes the only way we learn, right? Trial by fire. Um, that's right. That's right. But I've got I've got a broader question here before we get back to trade thirsty and kind of what you do for um for people and how you connect them. You know, you're you're close with Hubert. Now Hubert way back in the 90s was one of the earlier guys to to start doing this process. What do you think about the future sort of the democratization of finance, right? Because one of the big changes with GameStop, one of the big changes with crypto is not just that a bunch of traders that are my age, right, get online and try to make a lot of money. It's that they believe something different. Why do I need to, you know, be an accredited investor and do all kinds of due diligence to invest in these different type of opportunities? Why can't I just go and invest in what I want to invest in, right? So do you see something broader happening here in the market than just, well, it's Hubert, it's this guy, it's this yes. girl. Do you 100%. see something bigger, right? That's and, and what does that look like? What does the future look like here? For, for educators, investors? I'll say this. Okay. So going back to Hubert, um, you know, I was his affiliate manager for about six months. And that's when he said, you're really good at this. You're connected. Let's, let's build a company. And that's how Trade Thirsty was born, literally on a beach in Destin. My family went on vacation with his. We sat down, we named it, we planned it, um, and, and it. And we launched it. And that's a whole other story of how we launched it. But it was, it was so easy to do with the relationships that I had. Anybody can do it. Um, anybody with the relationships in the space can do it. I, let me take that back. Not anybody can do it. I know people in the space have been here a long time and they would never be able to do what we were able to do because yeah. we, we just had that, um, we had that, uh, that tribe behind yeah. us people. Um, so, you know, I get asked this question a lot about what, what is, what has shifted with the younger generation jumping into the market? What has shifted with, um, you know, trades like GameStop, what has shifted with Robinhood, what has shifted with the things that are, are out of the norm. And that all this, to me, all this is, 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 a uh, is just a, it's just a growth spurt, right? We're in a growth spurt right now, but I view those, I view those kids that are coming in that as my future potential business. I don't really, I don't really right now view them as my current business because I'm not really looking for personally, not looking for a kid that got lucky on a trade like GameStop to then uh, be somebody that's really invested in taking the time and the energy to truly learn the stock market because they probably are kind of like, and I'm sure I'll probably get, get a little, a little pushback on saying this, but they're kind of like somebody that goes and wins the lottery. Of course. Right. Yeah. They got lucky. Yeah. They didn't really have a, they didn't really have a strategy of how they made that money. They were, they were guessing and they got lucky. 
And I, I see that happening with this generation right now that is, you know, I've got uh, anytime, I, anytime I meet somebody that's in that, in that generation, you know, they, they, they're like, I tell them what I do and they go, Oh, so you can, so you're an investor. You can tell me what stock should I be in? And I'll say, no. Yeah. Uh, I understand the stock market. I've been trading since 2001, but I'm not, I'm not, right. I'm not going to be your guru. I'm not going to be your trader. I'm not going to tell you what to buy and when to sell. I'm not telling you which, which market to be in. And what yeah. I will tell you is go learn follow somebody that's good at it, make sure they have a track record, make sure they're trading real money. There's all these things, right? But inevitably they'll call me back three months later and say, what do you think about this ETF? And I'm like, I told you, I'm not giving you investment advice. Go find somebody to train you, go find somebody to train you. And so that's, that's kind of like, even the people I know really well that are, you know, I would say anywhere from 19 to let's say 28, they ask me the same question over and over. And yeah. the answer for me is always the same, but it's like they didn't hear me and they're going to call. I know that's just who yeah. they are. Right. And so I feel like for the marketing side, like you, if obviously there is a market to go and I know guys that are doing it right now, they are catering to that age group. They're creating price points from, you know, $37 to $200 or $300 that those people will afford. Right. Um, they're not, but they, but they have to realize the generation they're speaking to, right? It's the YouTube generation. Like they're, they're, you got 30 yep. seconds together. Shit. I mean, it's 12, they 12 seconds, right? I don't even know what the new number is of how long you have yep. to catch their attention. It might be eight. Yep. Um, yep. And that will probably change by the time this airs. Um, yeah. They, I, I think of them as a long-term play. Um, and I'm not really interested in that. There's 7 billion people in the world. Like I'm plus plus I'm, I'm more interested in finding mm -hmm. somebody that, is it's a different demographic for me. I know it changes the marketing, it changes the landscape for us, that age group and what they're doing, but it does not change my strategy, not one bit. Yep. And that's, I mean, that's exactly right in terms of a business, right? You want to stay focused and not just jump on any new trend that comes along. Um, so that's good. But then in terms of your strategy with Trade Thirsty, who do you serve? Um, what do you what do you do with Trade Thirsty? How do you connect or not connect people? What does that look like? All right. So the serve part is interesting for, for me because I, I, I don't get asked that very often. I don't get asked like about my community. Um, and and I'm in a trade thirsty, we're like by traders for traders. Like the company was made by two traders, me and Hubert. And it's it's real. We are bringing in real traders when I bring in um, anybody that is going to be a, a guest or a spotlight speaker on one of our sessions. I, they're vetted. I've looked at what they're I know they're going to sell something to my readers. I, I want to look at how they're going to present that information. And I don't want somebody just coming on and being like, you know, hey, seven minutes in, give me $10,000. Like you have to be, you have to educate my list, I, my readers. I'm very, I'm very focused on making sure they get quality education every single day from a, a stable of traders that I've built that are real money guys. And to me, that's what one of the things that makes us different because there are a lot of companies in the space that, um, you know, they, they might go make a trader and might yep. go like, pull in a buddy and make a trader and then turn that into a story that then turns into a product. And, um, that I feel like that's the one thing that has set us apart over the years is that I'm not, I'm not doing that and I'm not open to doing it. Um, I'm not saying we couldn't make my kid a great trader and that I wouldn't, and that I wouldn't put him out there, but I would be very honest about the fact that he's a yeah. kid and he's yeah. got no background, but he's got a strategy. He's been doing it every day for three years. Here's his track record. Here's his statement. And yeah. it's, you know, audited. Okay. I'm not just going to make a story around him and then shove it out to the world because I know it would sell. Yeah. And so we're, we're very, very um, committed to making sure that the content we're putting out every day, and we do put out a lot of free content is for is is for everybody and anybody that wants to learn about the market and it's free so just go look at it and learn about it and um and and I, I do think you know at the end of the day it's it's up to me you know it's up to me and, and, and to look at it and say is this worthy of yeah the, uh, the traders and the investors that have said i want to be part of this community that we call trade thirsty i want to be in the house of trade thirsty we say yeah. if you want to be in the house with us this is how we do it, you know, and, yeah. and I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I've always been a, a big golden rule person, you know, and, yeah, yeah. and so I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to put it in a situation where I'm not treating people. Right. I think every business should be like this. I think a lot of people say it, but they don't, they, they, they talk it, but they don't walk it. Right. Um, and, um, you yeah, know, it I, happens to be I've good. Always operated opposite. 
Yeah, exactly. And it, that principle happens to be good for long-term business as well. <laughs> um, you know, Correct. Ironically. It's all about your reputation, you know, it's all right. Our right. reputation. Okay. So you bring, you bring traders in, is it kind of like an affiliate network? Is that what it is? Or do you like, like, how do you, how do you, right, so here's the difference. Think about it like this, right? So I'm a, I'm, I'm a, it's a, it's an authority site, right? It's an authority site where I will promote an affiliate that I find uh, has a good product that I can put in front of the list. Got um, it. So the process is we pick, we pick them up. I make a deal with them. I say, all right, this is, you got to send me this many leads or I'm going to send this many leads. And this is what the rev share is. You got to pay me to be on, to get in front of one of the best lists in the industry. And then I'm going to put you out there and we're going to make some money together. And, yeah. and I vet it. I don't just start mailing and guess and hope and pray. Like I need, I need statistically to know that what they are going to put in front of our company is, has first of all been tested. They have people that will support it. If, for tech issues or whatever, and then we can make some money together. Yep. I mean, I, uh, when people say, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to send, I'm going to mail for free. I'm going to do this for free. I'm like, I'm going to make a free offer. I'm like, no, there, there's, <laughs> no, there's no free over here. I'm sorry. It's, you there's know, I give my list of enough free content. If I want to give them free content, I'll give them free content. Yeah. We're here to make money. So yeah. don't bring me, you know, a piece of, you know, um, uh, cow poo poo. <laughs> yeah. 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 Trying to not bleep bleep you. Um, yeah. You know, and so that's the model. So while while we've got all the gurus that are committed to being in the stable, putting out content to the list every day, the the flip to that is we've got this rolling um, this rolling calendar um, that people are begging to be on because they know that I've promoted them before and they've showed up and we've all done very well and they just want to come back. Like literally, they'll want to come back the next month, yep. and I'll say no way because I'm not doing that to the list. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to pound the list. One of the biggest problems with gurus is they think that the list only wants to see them. Yep. And, and I know that the list wants, they want to see other, other stuff. Right. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to water us down that way. So yep. I, answer, I don't even know if I'm answering the question. Right? <laughs> no, I'm getting, a, I'm getting a picture basically of what you're doing for that stable of traders. Right. Um, but speaking of sort of the amount of traders that you've worked with, you've probably worked with quite a few over the years. And so one of the questions that I have for you is what is sort of those largest pain points that you've seen with publishers or educators, things that they've struggled with. And you're like, this is a major problem in your business and they just don't know what to do with it. Um, what, what's something like that? Um, the number one thing is they don't listen. Okay. Interesting. They won't listen. They, it is like, banging my head against a brick wall. And I'm talking guys I've published for the past 10 years will not follow the script. We build the, we build the, the, the house, right? All they got to do is walk in and have a seat, but and, yes, and so they show up and they want to repaint the house and put down new floors and do all these things that to try yeah. to change the model. We create the model that works. Yeah. And then we, you know, then we end up in a situation where they just will, they will not listen to what, what the process is, the process that works. It's a proven process. I didn't make it up. Yeah. You know, we tested yeah. it and tested it and tested it and tested it. I'm yeah. part of masterminds from all over the world. We spend a lot of money making sure we have the right people telling us what's working in the world. And then we yeah. carry that to them, put on silver platter, and then they just, they'll use it one time and it works great. And then if I take my eyes off of them for two seconds, we're right back to the beginning. You know, and this and is just because do they want to promote something else? Do they want, when you say like, do they throw a different coat of paint on there? Do they like, what are they doing? Are they think just like, like, oh, this. this model doesn't work. Think about it like this, Paul. Mm -hmm. If I said to you, um, all right, to kill these ants in your front yard, like there's the ants all in your front yard. They're driving you nuts, right? And they're bad. They're bad ants. They're red. They're biting everybody. Mm -hmm. And I say, Paul, all you got to do is go out in the yard and put this stuff on them every day at five o'clock in the evening for 10 days straight. And they'll never come back. And you do it and it works. And then your ants come back a month later. And instead of doing exactly what worked the month before, you start doing something totally different. Water hose them, talk to them, uh, maybe drop one magic pill that you just read on Instagram that you thought was going to be. Instead of doing the basic formula that I gave you 30 days ago, you change the formula expecting the same outcome. And that's, you know, you know what that is, sanity. Um, uh, it's, if I said to you in, in our industry, I'll just relate it to our industry now. Um, forget the ants cause I, I got a plan for them. Um, it, it's, it comes down to 
this is how we're going to treat the list. This is the content we're going to send on. This is when we're going to send it. This is what that content's going to look like. We're going to build you a webinar. This is the script for the webinar. This is what you say in the webinar. This is what the pitch looks like. This is how, what time you have to pitch. Set an alarm. I give them a checklist. I, I mean, I'm talking like bring them to the water, actually almost put it in their mouth. Yep. And they look the other way and then the water's gone. And it's, it is all about timing and it's all about, all, and look, if they, and I can tell it, I can tell it as soon as it starts happening. They're not, they're not sending the content to the list. They're not segmenting the list properly. They're not doing the right things in the webinar. They are not, look, you and I've had this discussion, I don't know how many times that well, if you don't follow the formula that works, then how yeah. am I going to know what you changed that broke it? Well, and this is the thing is I think people, there's this feeling that like with marketing, marketing sort of different than every other industry. You just put some things together and you sort of get out there, right? But it's really no different than engineering, right? There's a specific formula, right? There's there's things that have been tested and things that fail, you know? Right. Um, and I, I don't know why that's such a, a difficult thing to understand, but for some reason there's this false belief, right? It's, it is like one of those things that, uh, you know, you know what it is. It's, it's, it's the same thing with a retail trader, right? They find a, a, a platform that they follow. They find a guru that they follow. They make money for, you know, two or three months. And then they decide to take that and just put one little spin on it that they believe is going to work. And then they start losing money. And instead of blaming themselves, they'll blame the guru and, yeah. and be like, oh, well, it's his fault. No, it's not. It's your fault because you had the formula and it worked. And then you went and, and decided to play, you know, a uh, mastermind and fix it when it wasn't even exactly. broken. And that's, and that's it. I'm telling you, it's like, uh, it's like a bunch of children really. And well, once again, I'll say it to their face, it's like a bunch <laughs> of children. you have to keep reminding them to stay in line, just get back in the line. Oh yeah. Oh no. You're, yeah. You're not, you're not wrong. I mean, it's, it's the same, like if you have any sort of trading strategy, right. The main problem is that your own emotion gets in the way, right? And you just do whatever you want. If you have a business you're building and you don't feel like, I don't know, making a call or prospecting or doing some of that work. I've got copy later today that I have to write. I don't want to write that copy, right? And you know what? I'm going to do it because I have to do it. And it's the only thing that kind of, you, like, you have to discipline yourself, you know? Yeah. Look, and, I, I'm telling you, I, just every day, all day, people say, how do you? How do you work from home? How do you? I'm like, you, you, it's a discipline. You have to get up, you have to get dressed, you have to go to work, yeah. you have to sit down, you have to have a plan, you have to execute the plan. If you get tired, go take a nap, come back later. Like, get, yeah. just just get the job done. Make your hard list and not a list of 48 things. What are the three things that are going to move the needle today? Why would you spend your time checking email or checking Slack or doing crap? It's not going to make you any money. Yeah. There's there's two or three things that are going to move your needle today. What are they? Do those first. Put everybody yeah. else on pause. And then, and then weave into the things that you have to do, the grunt work, you know, the laundry, go do the laundry, but right. do it last. Don't do it first. Right. And that's, you'll never that, get to it. Right. Yeah. That point actually is something I've heard from a number of people. And it's one of the most valuable things, even so let's say you're just in the beginning of sort of like starting a company. Most people spend their entire lives focusing on things that don't really matter. Right. So before the day starts, Choose that one thing that, like Jeanette has just said, choose that one highest leverage activity or that one thing that's going to move the needle. Do that first. That that's a game changer for for productivity. Game changer. It is, and you have look. You, <laughs> I'm a list person, right? I have to write it down. I have to have it in front of me, or it'll be like noon. I haven't eaten. I haven't been to the bathroom. I didn't work out. I don't even know what time it is. Now I've got three hours of calls that I, I do have to be on. I am committed to that because it's on my schedule for the day. And yep. yet my list is under a pile over here under some bills. I didn't even pull it out today. Like that's no, not like I'm, 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 I'm totally, uh, you know, guilty of that. I know it. I know oh, we all are, but we all are. All you do is put that, that, that back in front of you every single day and commit to that as your game plan. And if you exactly. get sidetracked, at least, you know, you, you start it over every single day. It's, exactly. it's important. Exactly. And I am so guilty of that myself. I'll just like, I'll show up and then let's just be reactive to the day, right? You're not going to get anything done. And you fire don't. All day. Fire Everywhere. Hose. Everywhere. So Jeanette, uh, you're, you're ahead of me by a few years in the industry. So I want your perspective. Um, not many, right? <laughs> not too many. Not too many. Um, talk to me about partnerships right now. You've got, I think you have at least two partnerships, maybe more. So Give me some tips. Have you had a partnership that's gone sour? Have you, you know, what's your advice in dealing with partners and how do you kind of avoid tricky situations? Um, I don't, 
I don't think you can avoid the tricky situation. If you could, we, we wouldn't have them. Yeah. But I, I will say this. When, when, it, when, when you decide to enter the relationship or the partnership, whether, whether I mean, it's, it's a relationship, like, you know, let's be it real. Basically, is a marriage, right? When you decide <laughs> to get married to someone in your industry or your whatever to create money together, create wealth, yeah. um, you have to really be, I would say, be as organized as you can on what everyone's role is. And, and in my space, when I enter partnerships with, you know, with the traders, the gurus, um, I, I try to make it very clear up front in a, several conversations and on paper that we all agree to and in person that we all agree to. Their job is to deliver the content. That's their number one job. My job is to do the marketing. Their job is to deliver the content. When we are not making money, then they have a say. But until then... It's got to be a conversation. It cannot be just go off on your own and start making changes without having a conversation. The biggest, the biggest problem I've had in any partnership has been communication. And it's, it's like a bad marriage, right? We just said marriage. It's a bad marriage. In a bad marriage, what happens? You stop talking about it. And then you start resenting. And then yeah. you get mad. And then when it finally comes out, it's too big to fix. Yeah. It's to everybody's therapy. That's ridiculous. Right. But if you, if you will address it as a, especially when you have multiple partners in a business, you have multiple partners in a business and people start pairing off and things start going sideways on you. It is really hard to come back to the middle. And that is, I mean, the, I think the biggest, the biggest piece of advice I could give to any entrepreneur thinking about entering a business contract with a partner is be super clear about what everyone's role is in that business. And when things are not marrying up, you I keep using that word, marrying up. If, when they're not clicking, when they're not working, you've got to have an open conversation with all partners. I'm so guilty of not doing that. I'm so guilty of going in a corner with one partner to try to figure out what to do about what's going on with the other partner. And that has always slapped me in the face. It never works out. It's yep. so much better to just be mad, be sad, cry it out, fuss it out, get just get brutally honest with each yep. other about what's not working and do it early. Don't do it late yep. because you'll, you'll, th then you'll end up in a situation where you can't, you can't fix it. It's so far gone. Then you're talking about, well, how are we going to split this thing up? Cause I just yep. don't like you anymore. Yep. And, and that's, yep. that's no good, especially when you're making a lot of money together. It's really painful when you're making a lot of money together to have to, to step back. And it's happened to me. It's happened to other people I know in my industry. And it's it all, like if I could do it again, people say, if you could do it again, if I could do it again, I would, yep. I, I would have started where I started and made, because I was always very clear about roles, but yep. when things started going, when things started turning, I would have been way more better at, can you say way more better? I would have been, yeah, I would yeah. have been the ultimate beast when it comes to communication. I would not have let it get, get away from me. Yeah. Um, no, that's an excellent, that's an excellent point. Um, it is just like relationships in the world, real world. It is just like marriage. And I think there's a certain level of disagreeability that people have to, start being comfortable with, you know, and it's like, That's I'm not exactly going to you you get uncomfortable to be comfortable. Right. Exa yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I think just being around the industry for a few years, being around any industry working and, you know, working with people gives you that tougher, thicker skin, you know, and that's essential. That's essential. It, look, I don't, it's not mm -hmm. for the faint of heart. That's for sure. There's not, not to, not yeah. to make it a, um, a man woman thing, but there's not, there's not a lot of women running around in my industry. Yeah. That are successful. Um, and it, I don't, for whatever reason, it is what it is. But when you're in a man's world, it's, it can be, yeah. it can, you have to be able to just, you have to be able to say it and do it you gotta and, be direct. Not, and, not, and yeah. not be afraid. Hold your ground. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So if you're, this is kind of one of the questions um, that I, that I also sent you, but it's, it's like, if you're just starting out, right. If you put yourself in that position, you know, and your financial publisher, educator, who do you connect with? Like who would be the best person to connect with other than you, of course. Uh, but uh, you know, who would be great to connect with to kind of grow your industry or to grow your, your business itself? Um, any thoughts on that? Yeah. So I, I think about it like this. And so it's, it's not, it's not one thing, right? It's so if we're to be successful, this is so basic, right? But it, to be successful in, in our, in our space, I don't know about others. Maybe this is across the board if you think about it, but you've got to have three things. You got to have a guru, right? You got to have somebody that has the knowledge that has the product. You got to have the traffic and you got to have something to support it all. You got to have the guru, the traffic and support, right? Yeah. The guru, the traffic, the support. That's it. That's bottom baseline. 
forget everything else. So if you if you are the guru right now and you have a product, then you got to go find somebody that's going to help you create a funnel around that product and get you some traffic. If yep. you already have the funnel and you already have the traffic, but you're not converting, it may be that you need, you know, that you need a marketing mind to come help you fix yep. it. So you, I would say to any entrepreneur, really, now that, now that it's out of my mouth, if you, if you have a, a great idea and you don't have the traffic and you don't have a way to fulfill, then you got to look at the two parts of that three-legged stool that you don't have. Look at what they are and figure out how you're going to plug that hole. And, and I see it happen all the time. And I, I'll say I've actually been a conduit for it to, to bring people to the right space in our industry specifically. There are masterminds all over the country and it's really easy to find um, these different places of, of, of going in and just listening to people talk and meeting people and trying to figure out what, what your problem is and go fix that problem first. And yeah. it's, it's very easy to figure out who's an A and who's a D. And I'm not talking about bra size. All you got to do is go in a room and figure out who the players are and start asking questions. You know, what, 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 what different, what would you say differentiates an A player? Like we were just talking about this pre-podcast, right? What, what is the difference between like an A player and like a, a B player? And is there a pretty big gap? I was talking about something totally different, but I, I understand what you're saying. Oh, got it. Got it. Okay. I understand the correlation. Um, I mean, to me, an A is um, they, they are connected in some way. They have uh, the reputation. They have the referrals. They have a proven process that they can they, they're not they're not pie in the sky and you right. They can actually give you facts. They can yeah. actually give you names. They can actually tell you how they're going to help you. How are they going to fix your problem? Um, yeah. that, that's a difference. Like um, and, and it's really it, I think it's the same way with, with life. Right. Is is reputation. There are some really smart people in FinPub, a lot of smart people in the world, but their reputation, if their reputation precedes them. It doesn't yeah. matter how smart they are. No one's going to do business with them. Yeah. And, and so you can't, I would say for anybody trying to crack into the space, look at, look at the three things and then go, and then go figure out, go, go out into the world, go meet people like you and like me, um, you know, get, go, go to, I hate to say all it's so basic, but it's true. Go to LinkedIn, go to Facebook, look for groups that, I mean, yeah. we have a Facebook group right now that has like 300 people of FinPub in it. And that may be small comparatively, but if you look at our industry, we have some of the top players in the world in there yep. looking for ideas and sharing ideas. And if you can, if you can bust in just a tiny little hole in that universe for yourself, all it takes is conversations to figure out how to plug your hole by, by just networking. I mean, it's yep. really what it comes down to is, is not taking, um not taking for granted that just because they say they can do it, that mm -hmm. they can't yep. like vet them go just, yep. you know, it's like you're not going to go buy a car before you go check online what it's worth or before you figure out how it's going to stand up in a car accident, right? You're going to do some due diligence. That's all this yeah. is. Yeah. Um, plenty of plenty of opportunity. Yeah. No, that's great. That's great. On the on the topic of uh, buying leads, something you also know something about. Um, what what's changed? Has it gotten easier? Is it harder than ever? And like like, what do you need to really make that system work? I would say I'm not the expert in buying leads, and I say that out front. Well, I'm I would more, I'm more of an expert in um, affiliate traffic and in yeah. webinar conversion. Yeah, but I know enough about buying leads to know right. that yes, it's definitely a different universe. I mean, yeah. you could you could you could go pre-COVID, COVID, and now those are three totally different universes, right? Pre-COVID bull market, uh, everybody and their mother wanted to know about the stock market. It was easy to go and come up with some creative and and start getting a if you can convert, that's that, you know, buying leads isn't the hard part, really. It's it's you, can you convert that lead once you get it into your um, ecosystem? Um, yeah. COVID shooting fish in a barrel. Everybody was at home. Everybody wanted yeah. to do something. Right. It was it was like it was right. no brainer. Um, here's a stimulus check from the government. Now go out and take this and put into account and start trading it. Right? Spend it on the stock market. <laughs> that's so smart. Um, I'm just saying, like for us, it, it made things a lot easier. And I, right. I, I really had a lot of fear going into that. I was documenting my fear because I was like, I have no idea what's about to happen. Yeah. Um, and it turned into, you know, an uh, amazing 18 month run for a lot of companies, including us. Um, but then the shift, right? We're in a totally different environment right now. We're in inflation to recession, 2022. We're in, we're in um, uh, Fed raising rates. We're in uh, wartime in Ukraine. We're in, we're in a lot of situations where there's so many things going on politically, um, you know, elections that it, that that's a 
that is driving people and they're in the, a lot of our buyers are emotional buyers, right? 100%. And so it's driving their fear. And so all, the difference is if you know that, if you, if you can make that, this is also a problem with the gurus. If you can, if you know that and you see it, then you can prepare. For example, one of my, um, one of my partners, we built a product right after uh, we called it the post-vaccine um, portfolio. And he was ready. You know, he's a, he's a hedge fund guy too. He's very smart. He he's a macro guy. Yep. Can day trade is whatever off, but but very very big on macro first. And so he saw that turn coming and said, "Let's create a product that people are going to be able to use. That as soon as they make this vaccine announcement, we can go into these different pods and make money." Yep. And you know that was forethought, right? That the, something's about to shift, and we it's an opportunity for us. And it's not just a product; it's actually a strategy that works. Yep. Um, and that's and that's going to be like the big difference with um, people that just will just rest, thinking that what worked in traffic three years ago will work today. No, it won't. You have to you have to be inventive to get people to follow through. And once again, you can't just put a lead magnet out there that says how to get rich on the internet, you know, and then they get an ebook and then you send them one email and then hope they're going to buy something off your website. That is right. dead and gone. That's 20 something years ago. You right. have to really plan your funnel out before you go buy that traffic and you yeah. have to watch the metrics. One of the, one of the biggest um, pain points we have in our industry is metrics and the tracking. And if you don't have that solid, you can go spend hundreds of thousands of dollars. You won't even know where that money went because you didn't prepare a, to make sure your funnel worked by either testing with affiliates or testing internally, um, making sure people that you knew were warm were going to react and take yep. it. Um, yep. you, you, uh, but then you go and you actually, you know, it works and you go to the Internet and spend some money on Facebook, on Google and Instagram, um, renting lists, using a media buyer. You do all that. And then, you know, you have no idea where the money came from. That's, you know, so how do you know where to go? Keep spending. It's all leverage. You know, yep. you put yep. more money over the thing that's working. And you pull money out of the thing that's not and um, make your money work for you. I, 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 I'm, I'm a huge advocate of, of staying in front of it. And in our industry, one of the ways I stay in front of it is, is by going to masterminds and by surrounding myself with people that are smarter than me that have already tested these things that are going to help me with my email list, help me with the yep. segment, help me with the right funnel for the right time. I mean, I just had a, I just had a huge um, aha with how I handle Black Friday sales or holiday sales in general. In a mastermind I was at, and it totally changed how I'm approaching the upcoming holidays. Like I, Very cool. It really changed our entire, uh, and I'm looking for a big win on it. But it, you know, it took a ton of thought, took a ton yep. of process. I can't just say on Wednesday, um, oh, I'm going to throw out, take 30% off my whole website. <laughs> yeah, 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 That's, exactly. It may work, but it doesn't yeah. work. In, it doesn't work in my space. Yeah, yeah. That I've seen. No, that, no, that's great. Um, yeah, Jeanette pointed out something really important. I've been trying to kind of hammer home. I've created a couple of videos about this, but if you're a, if you're a educator publisher, right, you're not, you don't want to sell your product. You don't want to sell your strategy. You're selling an idea, right? A game changing. People buy from people. Exactly. Right. A game changing, unconventional idea. And the idea that you brought up, right, with this, with this investor, hedge fund manager that you're working with is okay, this event has happened, COVID. Of course, the natural thought of people is like, well, how can I profit from this? Right. And so you're taking this concept and this idea and you're saying, this, this idea is what will sell. Right. And then the vacuum it creates is going to be the product that you sell into. Right. So there's this key concept. And I see it on way too many landing pages and too many websites, too many companies where it's all about, well, this indicator will make you X, this strategy makes you Y. Right. But it's not about that. That comes later. It's first, what is this killer idea? And then people get involved with that and obsessed with it. And then they have to buy. Right. And I, now that you say that, I am seeing a shift um, where that, that um, what you just said, like this will 10x your profits in 30 days. Like people aren't buying that anymore. They, what they are buying is this strategy is a, it could create, you know, short-term profits and long-term wealth. They're looking for, they're, they're, of course, they want the quick fix, right? They want an alert. Right. They want a, um, a piece of software. They want an indicator. They do want all that, but they right. also are, it's, it's a shift I'm seeing that I haven't seen in a while. And it's, they actually do want to know there's a strategy that backs it. Whether they go learn it or not, you got to yeah. at least give it to them. They don't, yeah. they, they want the quick fix, but now they really do are, it, yeah. I'm seeing it sell time and time. And that may not be the same by the time, you know, yeah. this goes out, but it's, it, yeah. it's happening right now. It's been happening for about eight months. So. Well, and, and that's the thing. And maybe this was just an early internet 
stage, right? Where years ago, it just was like, people were like, oh, you know, you can make a hundred percent a year doing this or whatever. And that, and that was enough. But I would argue that in sales, it's never been enough to just be like, you can make X, Y, Z, like behind crypto, the crypt, like the big thing behind crypto, I don't think is primarily, you can make a lot of money, even though that's what people think. What it is, is it's this core idea that says, what if you take out the middleman? What if you decentralize, right? What world could that look like? People get bought into that. And now they they choose between what they want. And there's arguments for that. So no, good good input on that, Jeanette. Um, couple right. other questions, and we'll wrap up. Um, the first one is yes, I'm a Bama is, fan. <laughs> not a question. I already knew the answer. Um, what 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 is something that you wasted a bunch of time on, significant amount of time on that you wish you could get back? And how have you dealt with that kind of experience? You know. That's a that's a tough question for me, um, and it, and there's not there's not one real answer, but 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 it, because it's too many different types of things. But I have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on self proclaimed, I can do this for you, and then it does, they don't follow through. I can fix your spam issue with Google. I can fix your tracking issue with Facebook. I can fix your, you know, whatever, Yeah. whatever I can, I can fix the fact that your pants don't fit right now. <laughs> no, I mean, I, they, that, that is the truth. We've spent so much money over the years trying to get things dialed in on a certain way and, and get like I'm talking big promises. I'm a huge advocate of, uh, I am an under promiser over deliverer and I would never, and I'll say it every time. I will never say I'm really good at buying traffic. I'm really good at social media. I'm really, I'm not really good at any of that. That's why I pay people to do that. Yeah. I'm really good at building the funnel. I'm really good at testing it. I'm really good at managing my gurus. I'm really yeah. good at webinar conversions. I'm really good at product creation. I'm not good at that other stuff. Yeah. And so I find people that help me do that. I find people like you that can yeah. go and look at a, a situation where my product has stopped converting and I've had my eyes on it for so many years, I can't fix the problem. So I need a Paul to come in and look at it. Another outside that knows enough about my industry that can say, Jeanette, this is the thing you're doing wrong. Here's yeah. what you did wrong. Let's go fix it. Like yeah. I need a you because I, because I'm the, you know, I'm the CEO, I'm the owner, I'm the marketer. Right. You know, that's, I've got that brain, but it's, I can only take it so far when we sell the same product for so many years, product yeah. still works, but we're in a different environment. And so that when that environment shifts, you got to shift with it on the pitch. And I just, yeah. I can't visually see it. Um, well, and that makes you so much more credible too, right? Because it's not, you're not coming across like, I know everything you're coming across. Like, I know some things really well, and I'll connect you to all the people who might know more than me. And so now you become even more valuable, right? Because everyone looks it, it, to the people, you know, if you come across, like, you know, everything, people just call you out on your BS, right? Because right. Like, no one can know that anyway. This so, is a, this is a, what you just said. It reminds me of a, um, I was just at a, an event in Austin with a group of entrepreneurs and, um, and the guy that was on stage is a, a mentor of mine and he's super smart. He's made hundreds of millions of dollars in this space in digital marketing. And, and one, one thing he, he started talking about tracking, he started talking about software that, you know, that tells you where you're at in your, in your funnel and how many eyeballs you had on the product and how many people went to the cart and how many people ran it, blah, blah, blah. Um, and he said, he said, but you know what? You know what, guys? He's like, I've still not, and I'm connected to the top in the world. I've still not found, I've still not found a piece of software that will do all that work for me. So guess what? I still have a VA over in the corner, and that VA knows these are my top KPIs. And I get a spreadsheet every morning. And it'll, and if it's red, it's a problem. If it's yellow, we're getting there. If it's green, we're good to go. Well, on the reds that are marked, He's got to physically turn them red. There's not a there's not a um, a formula in Excel doing that for him. He's got to physically turn it red and then tell me out to the side what's going on and what are we doing to fix it. He said, and you can say all day long that automation will fix that problem, but no. He's like, I've been in this industry for thirty years, and I'll kiss your butt if you show me something that would get in front of having a true set of eyeballs on it that can deliver you that data. It is invaluable to yep. the future of your company, to the success of your company. So yes, we can use technology. Yes, we can use tools. I do, I have tons of them. But at the end of the day, I've got a VA and his job is to give me a report every morning. And, yep. and he knows what's in that report. He could give my meeting for me. 
you yeah. know, he's 23 years old in Ukraine. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's excellent. That's excellent. Um, so that's something you've wasted a significant amount of time on. Tons uh, and money. Time and money. And money waiting for the Holy Grail. There is none. Yeah. Okay. Good. So two more, two more quick ones. Uh, one, what's a book you've been reading lately that, that the audience or someone could benefit from? What's something that's helped you out? If you're not a reader, that's okay. You can just. Oh, I am. I am. I am. I am. Um, so there's a, there's a book I've been reading by, I don't, I guess I'm not sure how to say his last name. Um, Patrick Lencioni. Lencioni. Okay. Okay. You can cut that out because I don't know how to say it. Um, but it's called The Advantage. So I have a um, I have a business coach, which I highly recommend for anyone, whether you're struggling or not. A business coach will really help you like stay dialed in, um, worth every penny. Um, and 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 I was having like a a struggle. I, I've got a bunch of actually. I just ordered. Where's it at? I just got Alex from OC's book. Um, the million dollar sales. Yeah, yeah uh, uh, that Kool Aid. Um. But in the advantage, like my, my business coach was like, look, you need to go like you're struggling with um, with with not systems, but you're struggling with your culture. This book's really going to help you with that. And and it was a culture in, with my business partners and it was a culture with my staff mm-hmm. and my team. You know, the people that are helping me make all this money, people that are really, you know, I get sick for a week and I'm out COVID, whatever. Um, these guys, they just they keep that ball running down the field for me. And um, but you know, there, there were things that were not really marrying up for me or th- there were things that were happening in the company that I knew I- I've got to go fix this culture. And so he recommended this book to me and it was so, it was so clear to me right out of the gate. Um, it's a fundamental difference with me and my partners. They, they believe that systems will fix our problems. They believe if we shift from system A to system B or this uh, project software to this project, that's going to fix our problem. But that, but then I came to learn that that's not going to fix our problem. What's going to fix our problem is the culture, the culture we've created that it doesn't matter what project software you're using. If everybody doesn't use it the right way, we're going to, we're not, it's not going to help us move the, the needle. It's just not, it's going to, it's going to sit over there and become more of a deterrent than a, than help. And, yeah. and so in this book, it was, it is so crystal clear. I recommend, even if you're not struggling, it is it is so helpful to make you realize that the culture in your business, even if you're just a one a one man band, the culture that you're creating with your with all the people that you do business with or your staff, it, you, if you don't get that right, the systems are not going to fix your problem. The systems yep. are 100 percent going to fail because the people are failing you. And yep. so I've taken a lot of uh, a lot of lessons out of that book in the past six months. And and um, I, I'm actually I, I didn't finish reading it the first time and I shelved it and then I lost it. Fun yep. fact. Um, so all my notes and all that are gone, and I recently just repurchased it, and yeah. so now I can finish it. But I, I'd say that that book is going to be helpful to any entrepreneur to to help yeah. you make sure that you've got your culture right. Um, to, and to what make- what is it that sometimes these things that are so basic are just that? Like anyone looking from the outside would be like, "Well, I don't care what tool you use or process if the people don't work, right? The process isn't going to work." Like anyone, you know, anyone who's not in business could have told you that, but somehow just doing the fundamentals really, really well is something that we all struggle with. I, it's, I it is, it's just like going back to the list, right? Of every day waking up and right. what is your list? What is your process to get your butt in the seat? That's a basic right. thing for me too. Jeanette, brush your teeth, then um, put lotion on your face, then take a shower, <laughs> then go what, fix What your, else do you do? What else do you do? Then go feed the dogs, yeah. water the plants, then yeah. go... Be yeah. an entrepreneur. Yeah. If you don't take care of my of your house first and your yeah. pets, what about the pool? What about problems? the pool? Like the pool requires you know to pull leaves out and turn the little button on and you know <laughs> blow off the you know I've got a dog yeah, yeah, that's yeah. pooping out on the concrete right now. I gotta go clean that up every day. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah. saying it's, everything is a process, and even me, I'm so it's it's just basic math. Those are the things that are going to help me be successful as a human. Yeah. As a mom, as a homeowner, as a pet owner, those are basic things. But if I don't have that on that list in front of me, I'm inevitably going to click over a couple of those things. And like I said, it'll be 1232 central time. Haven't eaten, haven't yeah. been away from my desk in probably four hours. Yeah. Um, and so I and I've been up since 6 a.m. So, uh, you know, I had some other things I had to do this morning before I got in here. And so it, I'm just saying it's like it. I don't know why as humans we can't just. Uh, you know, I'm fussing about my gurus not following the process, but um, I know. You know, I'm guilty too. So I know disciplining I know, yourself, man. 
It's the hardest thing. Read the advantage. That's all I'm I saying. Know. Read it. It'll it'll be really helpful, I think, to uh, all right. Birds That's great. What you're doing wrong. That's great. Well, we're coming up on one hour. Um, Jeanette, thanks so much for uh, for being on the podcast. Who is someone you're jealous of on YouTube before I let you go? That's such an easy question. <laughs> oh my gosh, Layla Hermosi. I'm fangirling like crazy over her. Um, okay. She and her husband, Alex, are so smart, but she just like, I, I turn her on and she just makes sense to me. She's like, she starts spitting that magic and I'm like, yep, 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 yep. I take it. I forward it to all my people. I'm like, go watch this. Yeah, yeah. It's like 45 seconds of magic of what we're doing right or what we're doing wrong. Yeah. Or, um, so smart and she's so pretty. And I just, I really just adore yeah. all the, uh, all the magic that she's spitting right now. Well, we got to get you on the same train, put some content out there. That's the, that's the key. I all am. right, Jeanette, thank you I so am. much. I am, I'm in this podcast. I'm putting you content are. out. You are, and we'll chop it up. We'll chop it up. <laughs> Jeanette, um, thank you so much. And, uh, you know, we'll be in touch, but thanks for coming on the podcast today. All right. Thank you, Paul.